Smash Africa. Keeping you company on five nights. 7 to 10 p.m. What is the foundation for a good relationship? So, um, multiplicity of factors. But the most important thing is that there's got to be mutual respect. So mutual respect in the sense that you respect the other party, they respect you. So it's a two-way process, right? It's it's not one-sided. And all of us have to understand that respect is earned and it's gained over time. So you don't demand you work for that particular or earn that particular respect. Then there's got to be friendship uh, because friendship grows out of intimacy, right? Uh, the more intimate you are, the more you are likely to be friends. Because by definition, intimacy is essentially the willingness to know and the willingness to be known. So if you're willing mm. to know a person and if you're willing to let a person know you, that's intimacy. Then there's also obviously then trust, which is important. Um, fairness, transparency, as well as open communication. And what I want to say with regards to communication is the fact that communication is not about what you are saying. It's about thinking about how the party you're communicating with is going to receive whatever it is that you're communicating. So you have to love a person enough to understand that you have to package whatever it is that you want to say in a way that they would understand. Um, You've also got to understand that person's love language. There's got to be kindness. There's got to be a negotiation of some sort. Some people call it compromise. I don't like the word compromise. Because if we say compromise, then it means that one person is self-sabotaging to some degree or self-mutilating for the sake of the other. And I don't think that's what mm. love is about. So it's essentially just negotiation. Let's negotiate. You need this. I need that. How do we meet in the middle? And then there's got to be support, obviously. Um, I define good relationships. I always give the analogy of a mountain climber. So if you go to Mount Kilimanjaro, at the base of the mountain or at the foot of the mountain, there's what they call the base camp. And the job mm. of the base camp is to store food, it's to store uh, medication, emergency supplies in the case that a climber going up to summit Mount Kilimanjaro has a problem. They can always come back to the base camp to get treatment or to get food. So a good relationship is like that. You go out into the world, in, you go to work, there are various stresses that you face from work, from family, etc. Your relationship has to be the base camp where you find peace, where you find your grounding, and where you center yourself. So there's got to be that as well, um, if we're talking about a good relationship. And these foundational conversations need to be had as well. What is your understanding of love? How do you define love? What is your love mm. language? What is it that you want out of this particular relationship? Where is that relationship going? And when you say you have a partner, what does that person look like? What qualities do they have? Um, How do you want to solve conflict, for example? If these conversations are not had at the beginning of the relationship and you meet a guy or a girl and you say to yourself, well, he's so dark and handsome, so I'm just going to get this thing. Trust me, you'll be in my consulting room five, six years later if you survive it, actually, to last that long. Sean, now you've mentioned a lot of things and I still mm. got like many questions to get through. But before we even get to those questions, I want to touch on those important foundational things. Mm. Mm. There's no trust. There's mm. no um, respect. Mm. Communication is not the best. Conversation mm. around 
having your base camp is non-existent um mm. negotiation and how that is or that how that conversation is had between you and your partner is always not a negotiation it's a one-sided situation does that call for you to end the relationship or does that mean you need to go back to the drawing board and figure out how to address those how do you speak to that well it it depends on what the end goal is um for both partners right are you willing to make it work because i tell people all the time relationships don't work it's people that put the effort that's what makes a relationship work so if the agreement between the two of us is okay dude listen this is not working um i'm not happy you're not happy we both have to be willing to make concessions number 1 secondly we both have to be willing to unlearn certain traits or certain behavioral patterns that we engage in that are harmful or hurtful to the person that we are with so it cannot be a situation in which you are unwilling to change any of the ways that you do things and then expect the problems to be solved that's not going to happen so if we're going back to the drawing board we're going to start afresh to rebuild but we can only rebuild if both of us are willing to put in the effort what is it that led us to this particular point that we're at why are we unhappy why are you unhappy why is there no trust how do we rebuild that trust but if you find yourself in a space where you've done absolutely everything you mainly possible to try and salvage or save that relationship and the other party is unwilling to do the same then you are essentially facing what we call unrequited love which is a situation in which you are in love with yourself it just so happens that you're fed to be with someone but the truth is you are alone and the best thing to do is just walk away the best thing to do is to walk away um find people that value you the way that you want to be valued find people that understand your love language find people that inspire you find people that are willing to put in the work to build themselves and build you up as well love is um it, it's not supposed to be selfish right and one of the litmus tests while we're speaking about that i always say to people if you want to see whether you're in the in, in the right relationship or not ask yourself this ever since you got with that person What improvement is there in your life? Do they inspire you to be better? Do they are they intentional about pulling you along if they they are thriving either in their career or in their own personal life? Are they taking you along or you are just that passive participant who just gets to be included when they feel like they want to include you? So that's one litmus test. If you have not improved in any way ever since you got with someone, then that relationship is not where you're supposed to be or there's a lot of work that needs to go into fixing that relationship. This doesn't mean that you shouldn't take responsibility of course for your own progress or your own growth or development, but ideally if it's a good relationship then both of us should be willing to push each other and to extend oneself for the sake of the other party. That's what a relationship centers around. boundaries what boundaries need to be in place so in as much as you may be in a relationship you are still an individual um so by virtue of that what we're saying is that the individualism shouldn't necessarily disappear you should still be able to pursue your dreams your goals your um objectives within the context of the relationship itself so if you find yourself sacrificing 
your own career, for example, for the sake of another person, then that's a boundary that you've pushed way too far that you should never have pushed. Ideally, a good relationship is about nurturing each other's growth, development, promotion, etc. So if one person is the only one who's sacrificing, and a lot of the times, uh, I'm going to say it, a lot of the times it's women who sacrifice. Um, they sacrifice their careers by choosing to have, or rather being forced sometimes even, or being coerced into having children at a certain age because if you don't have children, then you're not considered to be a, a complete woman. And that's already mm-hmm. boundaries that are being crossed, right? Because she has every right to pursue her career if she wants to, in as much as you as the male in the picture have a right to pursue your career if you want to. And so that's one boundary for me that people ought to respect, that individuality, the fact that we can be together as a couple, we can have couple goals, yes, but we should still also have those individual goals. And ideally, if it's a good relationship, your success is my success. So there shouldn't be any point where the success of your partner threatens you or makes you feel small to any degree. That's not how it's supposed to be. Um, And then there should also just be fairness. I think that's also just a good boundary. So I'll give an example. If you eventually get married, for example, then it should be balanced. If we help out my side of the family, we should help out my wife's side of the family, in as much as they may not be in the same position, but still they must be fairness. Uh, because mm. we're trying to just show respect to both of these families. That's another boundary that's important. Um, I also feel that we should really just look out for certain toxic behaviors that exist in, the, in relationships. For example, if we're talking about red flags, like you indicated earlier on, then controlling behavior, that's the number one red flag. Nobody owns anyone. Even if you paid a mm. hundred million in terms of Lovali, you don't own anyone. Um, that person is with you by choice. So it's a matter of respecting them. It's a matter of respecting their choice. Look out for any narcissism or selfishness because a lot of people are selfish by nature. And so that's another red flag. Look out for any physical, emotional, and these days it's quite huge financial um, or mental abuse. The second that's there, that's automatically a red flag for me. And if there's an inability to resolve conflicts, if there's any moment in time where somebody that you're with makes you feel small, where they make disparaging remarks about you, to you or to other people, automatically that's a red flag as well. So all of these, mm. in, in a way, I feel like red flags are also just boundaries that we need to put up. Do not allow yourself to be belittled by another person. Do not allow yourself to be manipulated by another person. Do not allow yourself to have to sacrifice your own dreams, your own goals, your own plans for the sake of another person. I really love that. In fact, I feel like uh, in the coming months, we, we, we ought to talk about uh, mental abuse, financial abuse, um, mm. and, and how those can just go unnoticed over time um, for some odd reason. Now, let's talk about negotiation. Negotiation is, is, is a skill. Not everybody is good at it, Sean. That's the truth. Yes. How yes. do we negotiate in a relationship? And how do we equip ourselves to be better at negotiating in our relationships? Okay. So negotiation should always start with what is the goal? Um, what is it that you want or need? What is it that I want or need? Where is the difference between what you want and what I want? And then can we find middle ground? So for me, it also starts from the position that I love. So even if we're in conflict, 
the bottom line is that I love you. So by virtue of loving you, even if we're not in agreement, then I'm going to be respectful towards you. I'm going to be fair towards you. So that then makes negotiation easier. Negotiation becomes a lot more difficult if you're dealing with individuals that are narcissistic or that are self-centered because it's always about them, it's always about their needs without giving due regard to the needs of the other party in the relationship. And anyone that says they love you but they're not willing to listen to what your concerns are, they're not willing to negotiate, then you should question yourself whether it's actually really love or they're just being manipulative and they're just, it's essentially just you are somebody that they require to be around them at some point or other because you fit whatever picture they have of themselves. But they're not really committed to whatever it is that you guys are trying to build. So negotiation, anything in a relationship should start from a place of love. In as much as we may not be cool with each other because we're upset with each other, but everything that we try and do has to start from a place of love where we say, okay, dude, the thing is I love you, you love me. Yes, we've had a disagreement, so let's sit and try and find each other. So you ought to be intentional about finding each other as well. Um, and then we can negotiate. Last question, Who need, whose needs are more important? I, you know, I, this question is supposed to be a stupid question, but it's not. It's a real question. <laughs> Who, whose needs are more important? Okay, so if it's a relationship, then it's everybody's needs. The two people that are in that relationship, they're equally important. Um, nobody is more important than the other in a relationship. Um, if you're more important, then you might as well be in a relationship alone uh, because you don't need the other party clearly. So if you're in a preach, relationship preach, that's supposed to... <laughs> <laughs> if you're in a relationship, uh, then both our needs are supposed to be important. So it may be that maybe because of uh, a financial situation we find ourselves in at that time, we are unable to ensure that everybody's needs are met. So that's where we then start negotiating or prioritizing together in a fair, transparent manner. Okay, what are the most important needs? What are yours? What are mine? What is it that we can do now with the resources that we have? And then what is it that we can do later? And please ensure that if you make promises, keep them, right? Um, so if you have your needs met first because the finances allow, make sure that the other parties' needs are also met when the finances allow. Do not make promises that you do not intend to keep. Because that's how you breach that trust that we're talking about. And the second you do that, you're also just teaching your partner never to trust you. You're also teaching them to resent you. Because one day, the truth of the matter is they will wake up and realize that they've sacrificed everything in that relationship. You've not done the same. It always has been about you and your needs, etc. Yeah, sure. And what a way to wrap up this series. I really appreciate your insight. Uh, I, I appreciate your, your your realness when it comes to addressing these relationship issues or relationship dynamics because issues sounds like a problem, but our relationship dynamics. And in terms of this series, we've unpacked a lot and I, I feel like we've educated a nation and uh, it's on us, those who are looking to be in relationships and relationship that we do the work and, and also know, um, I think, value. It's all about appreciating your value and knowing exactly where you stand. So that was Sean Zimunya, uh, Senior Clinical Therapist and Wellness Specialist. You can get a hold of him on 079-078-5121. Five Nights with Smash Africa. Smash Africa.